Hey guys, on a previous Friday episode, we had three topics, as always, threw them across to Harry. And one of those topics was around pitch preparation. We didn't pick it, we spoke about meetings, which was an important, but a little bit boring to talk about. So as soon as we finished that recording, me and Harry were talking about some future shows, putting it in the calendar, getting stuff ready to record. And we actually got onto the topic of this pitch preparation. So what we've decided to do is record that anyway. So what you're gonna hear is me and Harry talking about pitch preparation when it comes to clients in this episode of the Starter Diary Podcast. Harry, there's two people in this world. What are they? Makers <laughs> and sellers. I got that sound advice from my chairman a little while back and I sort of drummed it into the team. And I do genuinely believe it. There are people that sit in between of those two fields, but at the end of the day, you need to make a product and you need to sell a product. And I think one of the things that a lot of companies are very good at is one side of that deal. So if you're listening to this and you're probably, you might be technical minded, CTO, developer, and you love building stuff, awesome. Uh, that reminds me a lot of like Mark, developer, mm-hmm. like our CTO, fantastic. Ignacy, back in the day, our old CTO for the business. Um, he was a bit entrepreneurial minded, but he was a developer at heart, which means he could make some cool stuff, but he could make it, but no one would learn about it. No one would find out about mm-hmm. it because you need to have the sellers in a business. So in our business, we've got two sorts of customers. We've got SaaS customers, so people that download our app, want to do quotes and invoices, and they hit an upgrade button, and for everyone, they're like, that's the dream. I don't need to talk to anyone, don't need to do anything, I just build a cool product. But at the end of the day, you still need to sell that product into someone. Not gonna talk about that today. There's a whole different funnel about how you win SaaS customers. And if that is interesting to you guys, in terms of how we win new customers for our SaaS product, get in contact. Today is all about the other side of our business. Because we do, we sort of look like an agency. The way that we sort of position ourselves is we're an agency with a with a community that comes yep. as part of the deal. So we just add more value that way. Mm-hmm. And when we're going to go and speak to brands, we're not doing hundred pound deals. We're not doing four figure deals. We're doing five figure deals with brands. And that means what you can't do is send a cold email, get them on a phone call, and get the deal, get the card number over the phone, and take payment and get the job done. It doesn't. <laughs> it sadly it doesn't work like that. I would love it to. Oh, if I would love only. <laughs> If only. I would love to just be able to get a deal closed out quick because depending on deal sizes, uh, it goes through a different pipeline. It goes through a different cycle. And the more money you spend, the more touch points you normally have to have with a client because they're spending more money with you. They need to feel more trust and really, really understand the value that you drive. And I think where we struggled three years ago is communicating the value that we drive which means the deals we had three years ago was purely down to great mm. salesmanship. It was down to trust in me. I'm going to put it Blowing out Blowing your own trumpet. Toot, toot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was because uh, they believed in me in terms of like, listen, you're going to pay us 20 grand. But yep. Just trust me. We're going to deliver 50Ks worth of value compared to what you're normally getting from agencies and other people that you work with. And you sort of had to be that brash about it, to be honest, because... Uh, I just didn't really know how to communicate exactly where we drive value. We're still learning. Mm-hmm. As we've sort of refined that, uh, we've got better and better and better uh, in terms of communicating where we drive value for the brands. And what that means is as a business, our sales process is a lot more slick now. So what I wanted to do on this show was talk about pitch preparation because last week uh, at the point of recording this, and again, this is a topic we put on the Friday show is we had two interesting meetings. We had two pitches yep. for clients and both pitches were extremely different. Uh, one of them was slides and presentations and all this. And one of them was sat around a very small table in a guy's office and 
understanding him a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So one was earlier stage in the pitch process and one was sort of nearly final stage in the pitch process. I wanted to talk to people about what that looks like because I think it's a bit of a, like a, like a, it's like black magic. It's a dark hole. It's the black box. It's like, how do you go in and then come away with mm. a handshake and yeah, a check? 100%. Like, um, so cool. <laughs> Wear a balaclava. <laughs> <laughs> Take a sawn off. Um, a bit harsh. <laughs> uh, it's a sharp object would have done. <laughs> so Harry, let's, let's throw this over to you for a second. Last week we went up to uh, we won't say the brands uh, we went up to a large brand in the construction industry that we've been doing some work for in the past what did what was your involvement up until that meeting what did you do and we'll, 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 we'll go into as that as in what did I do in the meeting or no, the do you prep, mean the what's, prep before what's it. been my like, part with with them so I've been get you with you up to speed are we in uh, sync so now? I've hmm, <laughs> I mean I think so we always get all at the same time um so, I, so basically, we've we've had the client on a brief campaign yep. that we were running towards the end of the year, uh, which is sort of overlapped at the start of this year. Um, and I've, I personally have created three pieces of video content for the client. So that's been my involvement. Um, Edie and yourself have had a meeting with them before, got a spec of what they wanted. I jumped on the phone with them, did the work. And that's where we're at right now. So during that time, we've managed to understand the client. Obviously, when we did the campaign, it was sort of a, a low five-figure campaign for the client. Um, and off the back of that, we had to spend some time to really understand what they care about as a business. Mm -hmm. During that time, we also understood how they operate as a business in terms of how long it takes to get feedback yeah. and like timelines and just generally what they what they focus on, <laughs> what they care about. Because the stuff they tell you at the beginning of that first meeting you have uh, is great, but you really start to see what they actually care about in the sort of following three, four months we've done some work together. Mm. So then what we needed to do was go up and explain to them, and our business is split into two models. We do campaigns and then we do partnerships. So a campaign is we're a gun for hire. Uh, pay us, we'll do, we'll do a piece of work on a set time and deliver certain results. And then you can crack on. The other part of the business is we do partnerships, which is sort of 12 month deal, go on to a retainer. Uh, you get exclusive access to our community. So like Baxi's, everyone knows is a part of ours. We can't do work with someone like Ideal Boilers or Worcester Bosch or other boiler brands because we partnered with Baxi. So there's a degree of exclusivity there, which means we'll only work with that boiler brand. So they pay us a retainer. And then on top of that, we do campaign work for mm -hmm. them. So what we're looking to do is go to this brand last week and say, we've done this campaign. We're 75% of the way through. And they wanted us to talk about a partnership. So what software do we use now and it's new for this year to actually build that presentation because I think I want to go in a little bit tactical on this one like what's the software we use to do presentations for clients you mean Google Google Sheets Docs Google Docs whatever Slides. it's called Slides we'll go with that well yeah Google Google their plethora of online cloud based documentation whether it's spreadsheets PowerPoint presentations, <laughs> uh, my limited use of the platform. Uh, and docs. And, and docs, word docs in general, yep. So we talked, I don't know whether There is was, a lot more on that. I don't know if it was before or after the show, but we use sort of the Google Apps stuff now. So awesome for collaboration. Yep. Because three years ago, I used to do the presentation myself. I used to sort of lock myself away, do half a day, do a day, research on the client, do the presentation, go and present it. Uh, and I think what we've established now as a team is 
what I can't have is them buy into Adam Callow. Can't mm. do it because I don't have the time now to manage these accounts. We have an account manager for a reason who will look after yeah. the account. And it sort of feels like I go in, do the deal, and then palm it off. I'm like, cool, salesman's come in, done the job, and he's given it to someone internally because he just wanted to get the cash up front and job done. That's not how I want to structure these partnerships uh, and there's a risk that i go and do the deal and then they never hear from me and it sort of mismatches yeah. there's a there's a problem with expectations adam but you came in you spoke so passionately about they, what they, we're doing they bought, they bought you they bought me got exactly they, they got someone they got someone else they got someone that they've never met and that's not a problem if they've met you before <clears throat> it's just the fact that you go in and when if you care about the product and the brand that you're working with mm. you deliver a really powerful presentation you put a lot into it it's like great we believe that you care about our brand and you're going to help us and then all of a sudden it's like hi i'm your account manager I'm like who the fuck are you <laughs> <laughs> like where's, where's adam oh he's off pitching someone else he's trying to do win yeah. some more business that's not how i wanted to grow the business so what we started to do last year is ed came across uh came to a lot of our client meetings mm-hmm. so one initial meetings and then two our uh, pictures and then one thing we've established is a problem is that you weren't there do you want mm. to just touch on why that's actually a problem for people potentially uh, not it, that you're not in their meetings yeah yeah <laughs> if you need me there call me on uh no it, it was more it's purely just um so there's a certain amount of kind of unspoken words that are lost through an email for example or or even a phone call like when you when you when you're not in the room with sp- someone having the conversation there's certain things that you just can't pick up on so like for ex- for example in my scenario of understanding what someone wants out of a video campaign that we're going to run is obviously i i don't need to know the full ins and outs of the execution of the campaign but i need to kind of know and see and feel what the client wants from the project like when the, when someone from a company speaks about their product their brand you get so much more seeing them you you pick up on things that you can't pick up on through written words or yep. even a phone call. So just to be there and be able to just have the back and forth at the time and understand and be and be aware of the full conversation because there might be something that I bring up or some that someone else says in the room that makes me think of asking a question that I wouldn't have asked if I wasn't in the room at the time. It's yep. just just being there at that initial kind of kickoff conversation is super beneficial just to get a full understanding of what the client is asking for basically it's a a really good point i think it's something that we spoke about then last year i think what it boils down to is as sort of like ceo i'm like no no harry i need you just doing the work like Mm. just do the work do the output you're working 120 percent. i can't have you come to all these meetings but as we sort of learned last year and again we've just done a show about meetings is if you get all the stakeholders, everyone that's involved, who's going to have a large impact on that mm. project or that partnership up there up front, is like you say, you hear people say stuff, they talk about their brand, and as the guy who's going to be doing the creative, is there so much lost if me and Edie come back and be like, okay, cool, this brand, they, they care about X, Y, and Z, and they want mm. to focus on A, B, and C, go and make a video for that. And a lot, I can't even imagine some of the briefs that we've given you, and you're just like... <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on, guys? I need some more. I need some more context. So by having you in that meeting in the first place, yes, it might take half a day of your time, but it's going to save us mm. more than half a day, and will result in a better product. Yeah, um, and, and and I think just having the person that's responsible for that area of the business speak about what they're strong at just probably sells the deal even better. Like if, for example, if I was trying to sell 
Facebook campaigns to someone, yep. all I can say is, yeah, Adam's really good at Facebook campaigns for your business. <laughs> and when they go, okay, so how, what sort of like techniques do you use? My answer will be good ones. Do you know what I mean? Be- because I don't know the ins and outs yeah. of how we can achieve or will achieve certain things. Like if, if there's ever a technical question or just something that's slightly beyond what we all learn through osmosis of being in the room together, you, you're out your depth and you can't truly sell the product. It's a really good point because on that note is if someone asked me, oh, okay, cool guys. So uh, what's the output files going to be because we want to use them with our other agency. At that point in time, I'd be like, I, I don't know. A lot of people would fake it. They'd be like, oh, you get it in whatever files you want. Like, cool. Yeah. I would have done that three years ago. Uh, I would go, Harry, we need it in this file. You'd be like, what file format is that? We need to go buy some software. We need a new camera. And then yeah. the whole thing just unwinds. But I would now I'd be like, I don't know if you're not in the meeting. Mm. And the problem that happens is they go, ah, okay, not a problem. Get back to us on that. And you've just slowed the deal down. Yeah. You've just meant that there's... Because then someone now needs to follow else. up with an email or a phone call. And then you lose and momentum. too many steps in that. 100%. This is all about momentum, building trust. Yeah. So while we're in the room, we all know what we're talking about. We all play to our strengths. To the point that we don't now just create one presentation. So our process works something like this internally is we understand the client and we sit down and we establish what their pillars are. So we want to understand what do they really care about as a business. Ignore us for a second. Ignore expert trades. What is their focus? So the department we're talking to and the budget that they're spending, what is that team's focus? Mm. What, what is their mission right now? We understand that. And then what we do is we work out how can we add value to support in their focus? So what we call the, so we call those the pillars. And then under that, we've got the metrics. How do we, how do we measure how we impact mm. those pillars? So we, we go away and do that. And then what then Edie will do, we'll then put together a first draft of our, of our deck, of our pitch presentation. And to be honest, the first 50% of that is fairly standard. Uh, which is just the joys of having good clients in the past mm-hmm. and doing projects. So it's sort of like who we are as a business up front. And again, it shouldn't all be about you, but there's going to be people in the room normally that have no idea who you are and they need to get everyone up to speed. And even if they're not in the room, someone's going to be sent this presentation to get the sign up yep. for the budget and they need to know who the hell are these guys. You can't just say, here's what we're going to do for you because they want to see what you've done in the past. So we kind of open it up with a bit about us agenda at the front contents of the deck a bit about us and then we go into um case studies is the word i'm looking for uh, examples of work that we've done with clients that with names and clients of people that they just know uh, and that just builds a lot of trust you're right there, you're Siri. saying case studies somehow fired off siri <laughs> <laughs> she's always listening so it's important for us the more work we do we can build a stronger upfront presentation because we can go into case studies and we don't just throw any case studies in even if we've got our favorite piece of work that we've ever done if we can't find a way that it's even slightly like relatable to what this client's yeah. objectives are don't put it in the deck the idea of putting case studies in is one to build some social proof like you guys have done good work for big brands and you've delivered but it's also to sort of make them think about oh uh, so you've done that and then it's amazing what happens in these meetings oh you do focus groups mm. or you do this great and you can see them making notes and when they're making notes you need to make notes because all you do is you go okay we show them focus groups and they start making mm. notes there's probably some interest in focus groups right now so we do the first version of the deck first half about us and case studies and the second half is about our actual proposal to them and we won't go into the details of how we do that but i think one thing that's interesting is we do a first round without the creative because mm-hmm. i think one thing that i used to make the mistake at is uh, i used to spend 
like hours on a slide. Let's make, make that slide. Pretty. Let's get that picture right. Da, 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 da. So what we do now is we sort of pen and paper. I'm actually looking across to Edie's desk now, and that's not a great brief. Uh, <laughs> but it is literally it's not your best Harry, work. Just pick that up for a second. Like, <laughs> what are you what are you looking at in front of you right now? This was part of an insights thing that we did for a client. So I've got a A3, A3, yeah, A3 piece of paper. Um, in landscape orientation and it's got four squares on it that I guess it represents slides correct then so the top imagine this in the top left square there is a circle with a squiggle through it and no context uh, the square to the right of that has a a bar graph I'll give you that one. It's a crudely drawn bar graph. And above that, the words are indecipherable. I think I can see, I think I can see boiler in there somewhere. Flash it to me. I'll just try and work out what it says. Top right. Uh, Bearing in mind, this is your handwriting. It says who picks boiler. No, it doesn't. Because there's four words there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Then the bottom left. I can read that one. It says what to improve, and yep. then in the in the square drawn on the on the right hand line, it says feed feed book feed buckle. And then you flip it over. There's probably some like there's some more stuff on the on the on the and back. Then, and then there's a pie chart in the bottom right on the on the. On the so, right. what basically I was looking at is <laughs> we we. I would hate. That's a brief. That's, That's a brief right there. It's a bit of a sloppy brief, but no, this wonder, gives you an- no wonder Edie struggles to to. Th- sometimes takes so long to get these things together because she's too busy deciphering your chicken scratch well that's the thing handwriting let me just work through because this this process works for me it works really well uh and to be honest <laughs> what we did normally i just give that to Edie, like you work that out so what we did is i i got an a3 piece of paper and i just drew out what slides i wanted in this depth like 15 20 slides and it's sort of an insight piece of work and report. We've collected loads of data from our community what do you want to point out what i do like is that of all of it which is really difficult to read the thing that's very clear is where you've highlighted something that says no. And is that no, don't improve in input the percentage or? So what that is, that was a key piece. I didn't write that. No, that's easy. So, oh, okay. yeah. So that, that's, a, that's the key point Nuff for the slide. <laughs> so what this is, is we've got some data. And what I did is I just opened up an A3 piece of paper, grabbed it, and I just drew the slides that I wanted to see in this presentation. And it's not about making it look sexy right now. So I gave it to Edie and I said, okay, and then I went through each slide with Edie mm-hmm. verbally. So I didn't write a brief up, didn't have the time. So I sat down with Edie and said, number one is this, number two is that. And then Edie was making notes. Okay. So da 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 it's going through it. Okay. And that process worked really well for me. So what that did is it took a chunk of work off my plate. Edie can then go and do it. She then gets herself up to speed with the client that we're dealing with and what the our customers are saying about them. She gets to seal the insight yep. report. She then pings that back to me and then I make sense of it in the bigger narrative of the presentation. So that works really well. The point I wanted to make was take pen to paper and work out what slides you want before you start writing a deck. Mm. Otherwise, you just sort of go down a rabbit hole and you just start making slides for the sake of making slides. So what I do now is I write down all the slides that I want to do. I then, Edie will then work with me to draft them up. Say, cool, when's that by? Give it on Monday. Oh, let's go for it on Wednesday. So we put it on the screen and then she works through it with me and you on the Mm -hmm. screen and goes, page two, page three, page four, just the text, no images. And what we're trying to work out is like, does the narrative make sense of this story? Yeah, so you're not, so what you're saying is 
when you write it down on paper you're trying to you're trying to see the full from start to finish it's like like you said before it's who we are what we do and then how we're going to work with you and, and end results or, or however you want to exactly rather than doing it slide by slide where it's like you'll you'll put down case studies and then you'll think oh, I'll tell you what would be a good idea we'll just add another slide about that case study about some weird obscure thing that happened that we responded to and then you start just trailing off on a on a chain of slides that just 100% <laughs> and it just becomes it and be- I'm not a pro it just becomes I'm, incoherent I'm, but the thing is what you do is you storyboard videos mm, it's exactly yeah, the yeah. same thing think of yourself as a movie director when you're putting mm. a presentation which is how does this story make sense if as you go through it and you get stuck in the weeds of it, you'll be you'll be in there and you'll be like, okay, this is fine, this is and you'll be making slide and slide and slide. And then you'll take a step back and then a new set of eyes will come look at it and be like, I don't really know what you're trying to tell me here. Like you've just said a lot of stuff, but you haven't really said anything. Mm. And that's the, that's the point of a really bad presentation. So work out what you need to do, what's the story you need to make, then put all the copy in, just the text. And same as I say to Edie is whatever copy you've got on that page, I want half of it gone. Mm. Um, because don't forget we're in the meeting like we're in we're not saying a deck just for them to read we're in there and we can talk through it um, so what I want is a slide to be punchy memorable easy to digest key points only and then in the room you can then fluff it up and mm. talk about it if you need to so design the slides on paper put the copy onto the deck and then we went through revisions so we went through one revision to get the story right wasn't right did it again got the story right and that's when you got involved and we we're like cool the story's right we now need to make it look impressive mm-hmm. because we're we're doing creative work for this brand so then what did you do you just went through slide by slide and- yeah i mean so because we've kind of got a structure to it now we like to have um kind of bold divides bold header slides that it, for example who we are we've, yep. we've got a nice um stock image of the team or or just the key people that are going to be involved with the client and then how we're working with you. For example, with the client that we've just done it with, because we've done some work, we pulled some slide, uh, we pulled some screens from the content that we've made because obviously it's super brand specific. Um, and then obviously on on the slides that involve me and what I do, there's a there's a picture of me with a camera, some a uh, film strip that's got previous work that we've done, just little bits that add a little bit of flair. 100% because I want to see that cr- like creativity come through because mm-hmm. the highness creative work I think one of the points is that you just mentioned is when you're talking about you let's make it your brand specific mm-hmm. make it your team your images when you're talking about them make it all about them mm-hmm. so we literally change the color code of the deck we theme it as their brand mm-hmm. their logos on the screen their imagery because what they want to do as a company you put you put their company on a screen and talk about it that's what they're hiring you to do they're hiring you to say listen we understand your business we've already been involved and done these work all these cool images you've never seen before because mm-hmm. it's from work that we've done like this is us on that screen and that's how we've been that's how we roll the presentation now and sort of the last part of this is we we roll through it three times as a team revisions story revisions copy revisions creative revisions and then we go to the meeting together and we all need to understand where we play in that meeting. Mm-hmm. Worst thing you can do is talk over the people in a meeting or second guess other people or actually, no, Harry's not right there. Like, this is the thing we're focusing yeah. on. You just look like amateur. They're never going to hire you. They want to know that you guys are on the same page because you guys need to work together well to deliver for the client. So we sort of go to the meeting and then either the day before or literally with this client, 
we 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 because of the travel we yeah. spent two hours <clears throat> at services grabbed some food and just rolled through the presentation just slide by slide cool what's the focus of this slide what are we talking about why is this slide in here there shouldn't be any revisions there but it's a point of time when you'll go actually cool harry this is where you jump in and you talk about this ed you cover this off i'll lead with that so then all of a sudden you're going in as if it's rehearsed mm. because it is a pitch you should go prepared uh, and you should make sure that everything that you want to get across you do and you leave enough time for the client to ask questions and and really get into the meat and bones of it uh, and i mean obviously you, you don't expect to have revisions on a on a big scale but because you because we ran through um the flow of the deck and we spoke doing our different bits it even then it's a, it's a final opportunity to highlight mm, probably don't need that point in there yep. then we can make the slide look a little bit neater just by removing that because i'll just say it sort of thing 100 percent, 100 percent. um and guys, if you listen to this now and you go, that sounds like a lot of work. Mm. When you're asking for five figures from a company, you have to do the work to win the work, okay? Win the work and then you have to deliver. Like, mm -hmm. that's, the, that's your job. Uh, just make sure that you take the stakeholders <coughs> into the original conversation. And I think we've gone on a little bit now, so I won't talk about, I'll quickly touch on the, the second meeting I had that meet, which was sort of the, the bit before the pitch. Um, so super briefly, didn't take any slides, didn't take any notes, didn't even take my laptop, didn't want to talk about us, did not, I went to that meeting with- Just went with a pocket mirror. <laughs> <laughs> what <Didn't> do you <laughs> see? I see a winner. He'd <laughs> <laughs> say you to more meetings. Um, just to touch on the thing is I had two hours with this potential new partner of ours and I could have gone in and I think most people would go in with a presentation and be like, okay, John, this is us. This is what we do. Mm. This is how good we are. And I think that's a big mistake that a lot of agencies make. Like, he's heard about us through the work we actually did at the conference last year, which shows do a conference, mm -hmm. trade shows, pays off. Um, put your name out there. Uh, and B, like, we were a little bit, what's the word I'm looking for? We were brash in that. We, we sort of said, no, fucking guys, pay attention or you're going out of business sort of thing. Mm. It was literally stay oh, relevant or go yeah, out of yeah. business. Yeah, so, yeah. like, don't be vanilla. <clears throat> if you're on stage and you've got an opportunity to to be remembered, make it memorable. Uh, so we did, and it obviously sort of struck a chord with some people mm -hmm. in a positive and the negative light, and I, that's how I want it. I don't want everyone to like me in the room, I just want them to hear me, more, more importantly, remember me. So I went into that meeting with a notepad. I was like, listen, we do loads of stuff, okay? We've got some great brands. Mm -hmm. I can send you the information, I can send you the deck, I can send you the case studies, but I just wanna spend two hours and just deeply understand you. You've been in this role for four months, you're the new CEO of the business, like, what is your focus right now in the org? Like you've come in to do something, talk to me about that. Give me warts and all, let's go through it. My plan is to go away, then speak to my community because I've got, I've got people in my community that fit your products. I wanna hear what they say about your business and that will allow me to shape what we could potentially do and then I'll come back and present what I think we can do for you and we'll see how close or off the mark I am. And I think just in terms of the way the conversation ran then, we just got around a table as close as we are now, just notepads out, just talking through the business. And it allowed me to then deeply understand what he cares about. Because if he doesn't, if I don't go back to him with a proposal mm. that taps into where his focus is, we're just another agency. Oh, we can do all these things for you. No, don't care. What's the one thing that you're struggling with that you want to achieve in the next three to six months? Let us tackle that. And going back to a previous episode, we'll land that account with this. Like I know his budget is three times more than what we're going to put a proposal mm -hmm. in for. I don't want the whole thing right now. We don't have the resources. We're going to stretch ourselves too thin. I want to go and get a little bit of budget, win it, 
land the account and then expand it year on year to become a really meaningful client for us. Um, so I just say take that approach. If you can get it in person, do it. If you can't, never walk into a pitch meeting without speaking to the stakeholders ahead of time to understand what they actually care about. Otherwise, you're just going to go and spew everything you do and 90% of it, they don't give mm-hmm. two shits about. So find that 10%, then focus on that. Any questions on that, mate? No. Uh, well, yeah, so, uh, so just to kind of lock that one in. So you want to make sure um, before you waste potentially waste time making the deck you want to make sure you've at least had a an initial conversation to truly understand the customer to to i guess understand whether it's even going to be to to know whether you're even speaking to the right people yeah for example like should expert trades be working with client x at all because are we really going to drive value for in, value for you in any way that we usually do 100 <clears throat> percent, and it's about it it's that exactly and also is what value is the client going to bring to me is it going to be something that it's just a rinse and repeat exercise that we know how to do great that's one thing is it going to give us distribution into a new trade category is it a, is it a good brand into another trade category where we want to win great and I think even to the point where last year a client asked us to come and give us a proposal I said I can't give a proposal I, have no, I know nothing about your company nothing mm. about your space let's jump on a phone call jumped on a call. If they hadn't jumped on the call, I wouldn't have even gone to the proposal meeting because if they don't give you the time to get educate you about their business, they're going to be a terrible client mm. for you. And with that client specifically, after the meeting, I was like, listen, you guys know your business, but you don't know your customers. And I actually can't build a presentation or a proposal for you until I understand what your customers mm. think of you. So we then actually charged them for a piece of insight work and said, listen, pay us some money to cover our time to allow us to go and spend a month researching your product what you'll get is two things off the back of it. You'll get loads of cool insights from the customers that you care about and it'll educate you. That's worth something. It'll also allow us to shape a potential partnership so we know exactly what to do. Worst case, you pay us the money, you've got the report, great. Best case scenario is you pay us the money and rather than doing seven things for you next year, we just do one, but it's the one that's gonna move the needle. Speak to a client like that and they'll get it. Like they'll understand, oh shit, these guys don't just want to take our money up front. They want to go and do the legwork to make sure yeah. they're doing the right work for us. Cool, guys. Anything else, Harry? No, guys. If you have any questions about what we've discussed today or indeed anything else, you can email questions at startupdiary.club. And if you guys haven't got a huge preference on where you listen to the show, Go and download the Anchor podcast app. It's the easiest way to send in a voice message or a review. I'm dying to get more audio reviews onto the show. So download the Anchor app, find Startup Diary and hit message. Super simple way to send us a message, whether it's a review for the show. And if you do leave us a review, whether it's in iTunes, whether it's in Anchor, tell us where you listen to the show, why you listen to the show. And if you've got your own startup, plug it. It's a great opportunity to get the name out to a few more thousand people. Guys, thank you for subscribing and we'll see you next time on the Startup Diary podcast. Thank you.